sent to Earth from the darkest depths of space to fight crimes and talk about the subjects not many men dare to go. With faces only a blind mother could love, arms like a silverback gorilla, and more hair on their chest than something really, really hairy. Like really hairy. Prepare to be astounded and bedazzled by the wondrous voices of your two hosts, GK and F. Stand by for live broadcast. Ciao, interweb. Welcome to GKNF, episode 24. Left, right, good night. <laughs> Some, I guess we've got to go through all this stuff at GKNF on Twitter. The Facebook file, what is the Facebook working title? Yes, working title, Facebook. And again, we've, we've got more listeners, so thank you for everyone who's tuned in. We, we appreciate it. And I yeah. uh, hope you're enjoying the show, so feel free to contact and... Leave us some feedback and, uh, but yeah, thank you for j- tuning in for another episode. Yeah, reviews on iTunes, subscribe, do all that cool stuff, but we'll get into it today. We got ex UFC fighter James Tahuna. James, how you going? Thanks, man. I'm good, man. How are you guys? Mate, stoked, dude. Stoked to have you sort of come in and we got that connection through uh, a mutual friend, Liam, uh, but to, to have mm-hmm. someone of your pedigree and that's done all this uh, stuff in the fight game and, and a local boy to Penrith, man. It's, yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah, so you, you are a local boy, James. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been in Penrith for nearly almost 20 years now. Okay. Born yeah. in... Uh, uh, born in New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah, born and bred in New Zealand and then crossed the uh, Tasman back in 98 uh, ah, with my family. Nice. So we come over, what, 17-year-old or something yeah. like that over yeah, here? just at the right age. Was it... Was, <laughs> it, uh, was that... F- Purely on for like your career to fight, or was it just a family moved over? No, and- I said, yeah, mum and dad moved over, so I just yeah. you know followed, and um, yeah, just uh, with, with fighting, it began in New Zealand. I started yeah. boxing as a uh, as an amateur over there, yeah, and then crossed over and then started working and jumped in the workforce, and then um, yeah, just uh, dabbled in a bit of um, kickboxing, something different, you know, always attracted yeah. to martial arts, so yeah. Yeah, I bet my first ever mixed martial arts fight that I ever saw was your brother Tama. Oh yeah, it was it was one of the first ones that on the Gold Coast. It was up there. <laughs> I think it lasted like ten seconds or something. <laughs> it was the first. Well, that was my first introduction. I would watch it on like a VHS tape at one of my mates' place. Like, you got to watch this. As your brother coming out into the cage, the last ten seconds, and he was up on top of the cage, knocked oh, the guy yeah. out. And that was. And then I went, oh gee, this is uh, <laughs> this sport's insane. Is that how you sort of got into it through like your older brother um well i grew up through the late 80s you know through the 80s and not early 90s uh watched mark tyson on tv world win a world champ uh mm-hmm. championship bout and uh you know he was just whatever i saw on tv at that time was david tour who was a new zealand boxer yeah. mark tyson yeah. and jonah lomby oh, and i nice. uh, just idolized those guys and um fighting to me man i wanted to feel like what it was like to walk in Tyson's shoes, man, because he was yeah, just yeah, yeah. When I was that age, I was attracted to that. That's crazy. So yeah, you've you've got your heroes, like everyone, like who's walked before them. You know, whether you want to be a, a rock star or, or in this case, a fighter. Is it a tough sport, like fighting and being competitive? You know, uh, you, you're in one of the most fearful sports in the world. Yeah, and you got to bring it, and uh, <laughs> you got to make sure you train your ass off. You got to put everything in the bank. If you don't. You're going to go out there, you're going to get hurt, and it's going to be scary for you. Yeah. Dude, all right, so let's go. Let's talk about some of your fighting. Like, have you, in your in your career, have you ever thought, oh, he's a scary... <laughs> like, I, I, I would prefer not to fight that person. Or, like, is there, like, real... Like, I don't well, know, they sound vicious. Like, uh... Man, I'm always up to... The, this is my problem. I'm always up to uh, challenges, man. I love uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, just see, nah. no, actually, there are a couple of guys that are pretty... Yeah, a couple of people I'm scared of. My uh, <laughs> first, my dad, my, I was my say, mother, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Mark Hunt. He's a uh, a Polynesian fighter oh, in the UFC. Yeah, because yep. and I'm, I'm mates of him and known him for so many years. And yeah, he's um, I know what he's capable of. He's yep. like a pure fighter. He doesn't really, you know, train as much as the the other fighters do in the in the gym. He's yep. just naturally got it. He's a, pure fighter wow and he's got that one punch knockout yeah. sort of you know, doesn't he like he's yeah. that's that's a great right. shit so you come to Australia you you got your idols you know you, you in the boxing you started a bit of kickboxing over here how did the how did the journey take you um, 
into like the UFC? Like, how did how did how did how did that take place? So I was fighting MMA on a local circuit, and then um, you know I was always attracted to the UFC, watching the UFC tapes and that. And there was rumors about the UFC coming to Australia the following year. So I thought, you know, you know, they've got to be looking for um, uh, undercard fighters to, to put on local fighters. Yeah. So at the time I was um, on my on my brickie. So yeah. I was I was working as a brickie. Um, took a gamble, quit my job, so I can train full time. Oh, wow. At the time in Australia, there was a uh, eight man tourney, and the winner was going to become the uh, the CFC uh, world, world champ, the light heavyweight champ. And I thought, you know, if I you know, got some good wins under my belts, and if I won that in Australia, I'm be you know be the man in Australia. What's it called? The eight man. Uh, it was a CFC, so Cage Fighting Championship, which is a local was oh, okay. the the biggest the promotion in Australia oh, at the nice. time. So, um, I took a gamble, uh, quit my job, trained full time. I trained hard as fuck, you know, so yeah. I can make sure I win the fight. Um, I had no money behind me, so I borrowed money of friends and family to get me by each week. Wow. And then I just hoped that I won that fight so I could pay everyone back. So, yeah, we're now there. Won the first fight, paid everyone back. Made it to uh, the semi-final, which is in a couple of, a couple of months' time. Done the same thing. Borrowed money off friends and family. Paid everyone back once I won the fight. And then uh, gone to the final. I fought a um, ex-UFC oh, veteran, Anthony Parash. Mm-hmm. And then I beat him as well. And I you know, won the bout. I was the man in Australia. I'd finished all my opponents pretty early and I had that, that fighting style too and I was pretty aggressive yeah and um, yeah a couple of weeks later I got you know got a contract to finally in the um, UFC Sydney card back in 2010 has, it, has that guy just like do you get a personal call for like Dana White or someone like that <laughs> <laughs> no I was actually uh, yeah I wish I did made me feel a little bit more special but uh, <laughs> no it was a um, yeah I got I got it through a friend of a friend my brother scored it Tama, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for me actually yeah so um, yeah it just it was a um, I knew it was going to happen because I was that focused and determined that I was going to get there and win my fights yeah and uh, once I got, I was like, okay, yep, put my head down, let's do it. Dude, tell me about your training. What what you you saying? You trained your ass off. Like, what what if you if you start working full time to train full time? What does your day look like? Man, it was it wasn't like a. It's funny because like a lot of people think that, you know you're gonna train full on like you know eight hours a day or six hours a day or whatever. Because I'm thinking Rocky, like you run through. Yeah. Seven. yeah. <laughs> well, it's uh, you know been fighting for a long time too, so. Um, it wasn't about quantity it's about quality yeah and you know learning more skills and trying to uh, work on your weaknesses so for me it was uh, I might have like three sessions four sessions in one day next day it might be two one or none it just depends yeah. on my body and, and who's available too because um, not everyone's everyone's got a full time job so yeah oh yeah. so you, so you're sparring so it's not just like pure gym it's like working on technique and yeah yeah technique yeah. and sparring and conditioning and swimming and recovery and just the wow. list goes on there's so much effort and you can't cram in everything and then expect to perform you know you've got to have your, your downtime your rest time yeah. too so yeah. that's really important yeah did you do all your camp in Australia at that stage um, so I got signed to the UFC I went over to um, Vegas mm-hmm. I was over there for four or five weeks um, training with Vandalay Silva yeah and um, yeah went over there and learned some new methods of training mm-hmm. and uh, can I Vandalay Silva is that like a well known kind of trainer he's a well known fighter a fighter yeah, yeah 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 so he was a legend back in the um, he used to fight in pride in Japan and he was a big superstar over there yeah um, you started training with him and then I uh, came back and then back and forth trained at uh, AK which is the, the gym to for um, uh, Velasquez and Luke Rockhold mm-hmm. and yeah. Daniel Cormier and all those guys and yeah yeah, learnt a lot. Um, but I started coming back to Australia because I'm, I missed home, you know, a lot. Mm-hmm. Missed my friends, my family. Um, I at the time I was um, I wanted more on me, sort of thing, instead of being over Part there in the team. gym. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, it was one of the mistakes in the in the end. Do you think you need to like go over to do a camp like uh, over at uh, like in New Mexico? I think Ty to invest another yep. local boy's just gone over to over to New Mexico to one of the camps over there do you think you need sort of to really succeed or can you do a full camp and stuff in Australia 
and and be at the top of the game in the in the UFC. Man, I've done both, and uh, I just spoke to Rob Whitaker a couple of weeks ago, and I was you know asking him about his, tra- his training going, yeah. and he said, "Yeah, I'm just back home. You know, I'm doing my thing. Yeah. I'm comfortable, and I'm learning. I'm getting better." Um, I think it's what, you, what you believe in what's, what works for you, you know, mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah, whatever works for you. So if, if Ty believes that he's getting better mm-hmm. um, over there, then yeah, so be it. Is that, yeah. that's, that must be like a cool thing now for you, seeing like, a couple of local boys like Ty and, uh, and all those co- start going through. You know, to, yep. to the UFC where you've done before, man. That must yeah. be something cool. <laughs> man, Ty and uh, uh, Tyson. Tyson, man, that's, yeah. Just a couple of local boys doing good. Local boys from uh, <laughs> from uh, Western Sydney, Penrith. Nice. Um, I met Tyson when he was 10 years old because I was training under under his old man, um, Pedro. Oh, and he was okay. 10 years old. He was, he was in the gym and he was he was training well with the adults and he was focused you know he wasn't playing around and mucking about he was really focused so we all knew that he was going to be grow up to be something special oh wow and um ty he um really really talented but um just a real jokester in the gym and he was you know (laughs) (laughs) but full of full of talents yeah and uh i suppose being around um a good environment too and environment of hard workers i mean those two come together man he's going to be a, a beast yeah, as, as, I know that environment you talk talk about. Like, um, if you're fighting, that you can't. There's no one to blame. You know mm. what I mean? It's all in your own hands. Like you take charge of that. Yeah. Like that's um, and it's a pretty cool environment, especially for, you know for a kid to grow up and you don't grow up and complain it's their fault. No, no, no. You you work for it. Yeah. You know that's that's pretty it's pretty cool. And it's got to be with like those two guys and yourself and a few other guys around the scene like it's got to be a strong sort of scene for Australia and local local scene like people coming through now there's been yourself Ty both of them uh, going right through to the UFC like that's yeah. that's pretty strong from one area sort yeah, of western yeah, yeah. Sydney yeah yeah um, just yeah I think just in that environment and their group too you know yeah um, can help each other out and you know I've been there and, and Mark Hunt's been there too so he's got good advice to yeah. to share with them yeah yeah. Hey, when you so you're boxing and then you do kickboxing. Do you because it's mixed martial arts? Like, what? How broad do fighters like kind of cast these dis, different disciplines to kind of create their own style? Like, you know, there's what is it? The jujitsu, taekwondo. Like, how, how broad should an MMA fighter kind of, I guess, you know, study and train like with fo- different fighting styles? Um. Well, they. Uh you know, you got to pick up your weaknesses. Yeah. Um, work on your weaknesses, and then also develop their style. Yeah. And if they they um if what works for them is is, is working pretty much um yeah try to develop into to like a uh, not the same game but just you know yeah just um because yeah, you must have a bit to of you're not going to be good on every discipline though because it'd be impossible to be or not impossible but it'd be hard to be the best on you know jiu-jitsu on the ground the best striker the best all that sort yeah. of wrestler yeah all that sort of stuff like you got to whatever's your strength you got to obviously work on and yeah. have enough to protect any sort of if you goes to the ground have enough ground game and stuff like that obviously yeah that's mm. right man you can't really be good at everything you know mm. or mm. one thing otherwise yeah. you're in trouble um, but would you have to plan like defensively? Like, if you find someone who's you know an expert in like ta- whatever it might be, like taekwondo or mm-hmm. jujitsu. Like, if you come in as a boxer, you need to or a kickboxer. You need to. Do you need to know what to expect? Like in yeah. this fight. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You got to um, you got to be aware of those thing, things. You know, otherwise yeah. you can, you know yeah. the fight can be over pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, do you find like sparring partners who are like kind of you know experts at jujitsu or something along those lines to kind of tailor your defensive fighting or do you, is what I'm saying even right like do you even practice for defense or you just really practice for unleashing <laughs> well me that was my problem man that's why people like like to see me fight because I was all about attacking attack attack, yeah, attack. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't have much of a uh, defense but um, I was just all about attacking and, and going to aggressive yeah. I had the fighting style where as soon as the bow went I'll rush out to the middle and take the center of the cage and just yeah. put the hit on him straight away. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't really, what do you call it? I wasn't really much of a smart fighter. I was just all <laughs> about, you know, and yeah. try and get in there, get it done, yeah. go out on my shield. Yeah. So mm. where were, you were at light heavyweight at the start, were you? Was it light yeah, yeah, and then yeah. down to the middleweight at the down end? Down to middleweight, yeah. So did you find like, when you had to sort of cut weight to go to sort of fighting in the middleweight, was that 
Is that hard? Yeah, and man, like- it, was, it was a hard time. So I had a, um, <laughs> there's a story behind that. So um, I got caught up to by my manager. He goes, listen, do you want to, do you want to fight? Um, UFC wants you to fight in, a, in like two and a half months time. Can you do it? I was like, oh, well, I just had um, surgery on my elbow. And I'm sitting on my lounge, my arm in a sling. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's going to happen. I was going, oh, that's a shame, you know, because um, they wanted you, you to um, fight New Zealand and the headline of the card be the main event of, of that card yeah. in oh. your home country, New Zealand. I'm like, oh, two and a half months' time, Nate Marquardt, who was yeah. fighting. I said, yep, done. I can do that. So, um, had my arm in a sling. Was, what was your arm? Was bus broken? Just oh, no, surgery, I just had, had surgery. surgery yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, two days out from the hospital, um, went to the, the first week of training in the, in the gym with my arm in a sling. I had my right arm to um, train with and uh, started <laughs> training away on my right arm. Then I broke broke my blinking um, thumb. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. Right hand. So, I'd, yeah, one arm was in a uh, sling, the other one in a splint. And it left me out... Uh, probably about four or five weeks of fight training yeah before the end. Yeah, and so you only six, had two two months prep so anyway six weeks to heal for those two to heal yeah. jumped on a bike you know keep myself fit otherwise yep um, but for fight training I had the last four weeks to train for well, I healed yeah. up right so I um, went over to Auckland um, had you know perfect training camp had Rob Whitaker Manny Rodriguez all these guys yeah. had a guy from our uh, um, England they come over English uh, national boxing coach he come over and just had it all down pat so um, yeah went out there first sparring session dislocated my shoulder oh. ignored it done it again then went to the hospital um, get scanned and then um, I had a fracture in my humerus in that, oh. in that arm bone and then tore my uh, no, labrum from 12 to 7 which yeah. is most of it I needed surgery straight away the surgeon goes no nah, no nah, you, you're not fighting you you got to have this done I'm like, it's another challenge. Yes, I am. Oh, man. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm still fighting. So, um, yeah, just, uh, you know, walked out there. Even before before I walk out, I, um, I'm warming up um, backstage and the officials are waiting for me to hurry up and get out, you know, from behind the curtains to walk out because I'm running late. Yeah. I said, yeah, no worries. And then, then I've done this move where I jumped on the ground and done a sprawl and got back to my feet. And then felt this pain shoot through my fingers, and I'm like, oh, no. And then um, my brother comes and walks up to me, goes, what's wrong? Because he's seen that look before. Yeah. And I didn't even look at my hand, but I pulled my hand up and showed him, showed my hand to him, and uh, my finger was yeah, bent backwards, so dislocated backwards, which is a <laughs> <laughs> with the, um, the MMA glove on. <laughs> and the officials saw that and they're like oh no they're pulling the hair out and we try to get this finger back in we wouldn't get, go back in and then <laughs> after like a couple of minutes it popped back in and then rolled my fingers up to make a fist so it wouldn't stiffen yeah, up yeah. you know what I mean dislocated finger rolled my fingers up into a fist and then you know held my hand tight and walked out there and um, yeah he meant to go out there and perform you know but um, you know just had a lot of stress had a lot of stress, um, a lot of things that, that didn't go right. And then so during um, my weight cuts for that fight, man, I was stressing hard and I just wanted to eat. Yeah, I was it, cravings through the roof and it was, yeah. that was really tough. Do you reckon that's the right, right way to go about it? For like fighters walking around at their, you know, walk around weight and then cutting that bigger weight? Do you reckon? Because there was a, the card on today. Like, uh, who, missed, who missed weight today? One of the guys... Yeah, some, someone missed weight again oh, yeah. for the title fight. Yeah. So uh, do you reckon that's a right way to, to go about? What, when you talk about cutting, like, how much weight are we talking? Man, some of the guys, are, they'll lose like eight kilos in one day. Yeah, so that's what was Kevin Lee. That's who missed weight again. Oh, yeah. he, he, I think he had he was going to drop nine kilos in 24 hours. Yeah, that's, man, what, that's, that's what it was. Eight kilos in a so. day. Yeah. How is that even possible? Man, they uh, jump in a sauna, they sweat a lot. You know, they, um, they, there's a lot of steps that they do to um, lose that water weight. It's water um, weight. But it's, you know, it drains it. It's a massive, uh, I think, it's, you know, yeah. <laughs> You know, and then your body a bit of trauma, and yeah, absolutely. and then what you got twenty four hours then to then 
you can put on as much weight as you want before yeah, the fight yeah, yeah, yeah. to re-energize yourself so you're ready to go come yeah. come to on the fight it's, yeah it's got to, that's that's got to be one of the like, the training side the fighting side but that weight cut and weight loss must be one of the most mentally fucking draining things you can do man it's uh, that wasn't for me so i used to walk around and, and fight in my way the same way yeah, yeah, yeah. i love my food man i love my food a lot so <laughs> yeah and, uh, yeah shout out to food <laughs> <laughs> hey so to, to finish the story so you're in the ring um you got in there they've made your your fist into a, a yeah, ball yeah, yeah. pretty much yeah so I um, yeah, went out there the the <laughs> oh man it was just yeah just had the the country behind me and walked out to um, uh, Haka Kapa Haka and just you know had the uh, spire tingling feeling go through yeah. my body and just um, yeah at the same time of my my fingers in pain I'm thinking oh fucking yeah Man, I've, I took this fight on two and a half months ago. I was in better shape then than what I was now. You yeah. know, I'm broken down. I'm beat up. I'm no, you know, I'm not ashamed to have a fight. So I just went out there. Um, first round, it moved around and just gave everything I got. Mm-hmm. Wasn't going to back down, man. That's kind of the fighting style I've got, you know. I've, I love I broke my leg. I'll crutch myself into a ring. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm stupid sometimes, but that's me, you know. I'm, uh, You're I'm hungry. Not, yeah, I'm hungry. And, um, he just went out there. I got submitted. I got caught in an armbar. Yeah. Uh, didn't get enough downtime fight training. Too much time on a uh, mm-hmm. on a uh, on a bike trying to lose my weights. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was a it was a big learning curve, and it was a um, I was pretty grateful for that opportunity too because it made, yeah man yeah, that would have been amazing country yeah yeah yeah. Do the UFC take that into consideration with like they, do they know you've taken the fight on two and a half months notice you've torn your labrum you broke your finger you disclad your finger walking out to the fight now on that like a loss like that do the UFC go you know he's sort of taken that sort of <laughs> that short notice so you, we're, we're going to give him another contract or you I don't know, know. The next I don't know. Fight? I don't really just talking I don't yeah. really discuss about those things yeah, yeah. I just talk to my guys or you know people in my circle about it yeah. I don't think the world needs to know sort of thing yeah, you know yeah, yeah. it's yeah, just yeah. me yeah, like, yeah. I had to go because then, it's, then yeah. you're out there making what sounds like making excuses is that, yeah, that what yeah. it is yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean it's just that's insane well, that much is trouble for that fight and then to walk out and then just do your finger just walking out oh man it's a, <laughs> oh, I, was, yeah. I was known for man I've had a lot of yeah a lot of injuries had um had 14 surgeries in the last six years of my career that's crazy um just on these two arms how did, does your body feel do your body feel in retirement now banged up from all those nah, surgeries no, something you feel th- good yeah that's one thing I thought I, I think that um that I'll be um kind of like, you know broken down and yeah. having problems but I'm sweet eh yeah. I'm all good yeah you're like I think I could do it go again <laughs> was that was that a reason for the retirement just all the injuries and stuff as well one of the well, one of the things okay so the, the last six years I was you know in and out of hospital mm-hmm. and just trying to train and fight at the same time trying to keep up with the rest of the pack it was hard, man. It was hard, you know, go straight to the gym and mm-hmm. get beaten up and banged up and uh, all those little knocks, man, they're all, you know, adding up. And I had some over the years and um, towards the end, fed um maybe all up, maybe around 80 to 100 fights all up, you know, yeah, tournaments yeah, yeah. and whatnot. Um, got knocked out twice, out cold. Um, but then I had like maybe 30, 40, 50 concussions in the, um, in yeah. the gym. We, I didn't even know that I that I you had, had you know, just you know getting rocked or yeah sort of thing. So are, they were it up. Are those up. Um, concussions? You know, like if you get hit in the head, like it feels like you've had deja vu. Is it like those kind of concussions? Like is that is that what you get? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, everyone's different, eh? Yeah, everyone's different. I remember um, the last. <laughs> I'm laughing, but, but uh, my last uh, loss, which is my last fight too, um, I got hit, and I remember the punch coming. And he's collected me, and I remember I'm falling, and I see the canvas, and I'm getting closer towards the canvas. And I'm trying to put my arm out to brace myself, and I just yeah, face planted. Uh. But um, yeah, I remember everything. But then there's been a time a couple of years back when I was sparring, sparring a mate, and um, I've actually woken up. I've come to walking off the mats, and I'm looking around. I'm going, where the fuck am I I'm, yep. at, uh, I'm in Gaza Hill I yep. sat down and my brother's next to me and I said did I get did I get knocked out or something and he's going oh yeah you got head kicked and you got rocked but um, he came back and I said when was that and he goes well you know it was a few rounds ago it was like 15 minutes ago and I'm like 
Fuck, I don't so you just gone the last fifteen minutes on autopilot, like, just going yeah, through. I don't even remember getting to the gym. Yeah. I don't remember the whole morning. See, was, yeah, lose time. Is that, that man? I had something similar. We were in New Zealand and we were sixteen. We we're playing a, a football comp over there, and it's same sort of deal. Like when I when I was used to play footy, I, I had a horrible technique. I'd just try and tackle with my head. <laughs> and, <laughs> that's and like I had, me with punches. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But I, like I, I got concussed. And the same thing, like, I, I come to that afternoon, so the game would have been about, you know, one o'clock, about four o'clock in the afternoon, come to, sitting, the doctor's going, what happened? And the, and the um, my mates were with me and said, man, you've been asking this the whole time, but it's like, no, I, and I'm like, I'm going to remember now, but what happened? <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's crazy, like, the, the way, like, you, your brain can cop that hit. And then you're out of it, and then you, you kind of come to it's like how like like disorientating like, but how hard must that hit have been like to, for you for your brain to respond like that? Like, yeah. Oh man, I just uh, yeah. I was you know I've copped a few over the years, and it's just um, you know once you once you're aware that you know you've been knocked out, and just you, all your pride and everything that you've built over the years, man, just yeah, just um. It crushes you. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's hard to come back from. You've got to make sure that you're always uh, communicating with the people around you because mm-hmm. you never know what's around the corner, you know? Yeah. Something bad could, could happen. Is coming back from a knockout loss or a knockout fight a heap harder than coming back? Just like the mental, mentally to get ready to go back in to yeah, be yeah, the yeah. same fighter. They're coming off just a loss on decision or something. We haven't really been sort of beat up too bad. He's yeah. been knocked the fuck out. That yeah, man. It's uh, you know you just you're afraid of getting having the same thing done again. again. Yeah, that's yeah. the main thing I think. And do you think during the look like, when you fight and is, is you thinking of all that you know CTE sort of stuff or is nah, that no nah, not no at one, all? You don't even no, no, you, you it, don't think it's going to happen to you. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to happen to me. You know, it's just yeah. like oh, you, I'm, I'm always going to be aware of it. It's never going to happen to me. And but, that, um, that'd be the UFC in general. No one's, it's not a huge sort of concern sort of around sort of. No, so um, they do take steps where, um, you know, fighters before the fight takes place, each fighter that agrees upon a match, they have to do a pre-fight medical. So you get your bloods done yeah. and your eyes checked mm-hmm. and whatnot, you know, make sure that you're fit and healthy. Uh, a CT brain scan is one of them. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, for yeah. every fight I've had in the UFC, I had to get a CT brain scan. Um, my, now after I retired and I had that knockout loss um, I got uh, taken to hospital had my um, straight after the fight um, had my brain scanned and then the um, the doctors and officials came back and they said oh well, this is what's going on You there's evidence of a bleed on your brain and Shit. you've got a uh, accumulation of uh, lesions on the brain and I was like, okay, well, that's pretty much an end to that. Well, I can't find no more, you know? Sheesh. Um, so that was that was really hard. But um, I forgot the, what the question is. I'm rambling on. No, yeah, I don't no, just, we're just no. going through the CTE to oh. the whole sort of what, what the... But was that a part of, of you retiring, like hearing that news? Or is that Yeah, it's just straight up. I just thought, Sheesh. I don't know what was going to happen around the corner. Yeah. Um, the same weekend, there was a, uh, there was a boxer... Who fought on the same night as me, and you know, same thing happened. You got you got taken backstage, scanned, and a bit of a um, bleed on the brain. And um, I think uh, he ended up dropping on the, on the floor and went into a coma for like a couple of weeks. Um, so I, I don't know what was going to happen to me. I had bad side effects, and I've, I've had some concussions about this one here. Kind of, yeah. You know, I was just like, oh, okay, this Shit's is getting, getting pretty real. scary now. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's and that's happening to me. To actually test for CT, you can't even do it till death at an autopsy, isn't it? Like you can see, like you obviously you got more of a chance, sort of if you got that bleeding on the brain and whatever it is, like they see lesions or whatnot. But you can't actually test till they do a full autopsy on the brain, isn't? Is that right? That's that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how that works. Yeah, it's hard as well. to um, you have to recognise the signs through um, your behaviour and yeah, yeah. you know the people around you. Yeah. Will um, be able to tell. Yeah. So, did you have win in the UFC? Did you have any contact with like? I'm interested in this. Does what's the contact between fighters and sort of like the the brass of Dana White and that? Do you ever do you have conversations with them? Do you go in to sign sort of fight contracts? Are you sitting in a desk with Dana White? You know, <laughs> is I it always, like that? I always pictured that, but, <laughs> yeah. but it wasn't. Um, you know, you are, I see him in the media a lot. Mm-hmm. I um, when I have a fight on a. On a, on a card, I see him doing a lot of media stuff. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I don't, I don't deal with. But them no lots. personal, you get no personal. No, no, no. Do you, 
do you reckon you sort of uh, if you're the, the the Conor McGregor or someone like that, you you got that more of that contact? Oh yeah, you know, you know, he's, like the, he's the, because uh, he's the money man. maker. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he's the money maker. So you're gonna yeah. So you talk about money making, right? Like in uh, a fighter like Conor McGregor, like a big part of the lure is like um, people you will get fans to watch who aren't really fans of UFC, but they he's built this story around you know some of the shit talking pretty much like did you engage with that kind of stuff like Protea fights and man the last fight with uh, Mayweather I was <laughs> as soon as that match took place I was like oh, I'm, I'm gonna keep myself and try and keep myself away from a try and then I just got drawn <laughs> into it man yeah. he's that good yeah. he's good man he, he drew me straight into it and I was like loving it I was, <laughs> I was all over Facebook I was like, yeah I'm sharing this sharing that I was like same <laughs> got me too and I'm just trying to search for every because they did it like a big um, tour where um, like oh the promo went the around promo the, every country they would, yeah. did four yeah. or five countries didn't they so yeah, man, cities everywhere massive. do you think you got to be that sort of that good at uh, your your stuff outside the fight game to, to make the big bucks and to really make it in the in the UFC or in the fight game in general oh you, you don't have to do that but you have to be entertaining you have yeah. to bring something different to the table you know you've you got to bring something to the table yeah um I when I was fighting, I was you know aggressive and so that I was your a, thing. You come and you're gonna yeah. Well, I just yeah had I was aggressive and uh, I bought it every single time. Um, I had a rack of losses towards the end my end of my career, what I was going through. Um, but then also I had like an entrance as well, man. I in a couple of entrances like the fighter can walk out to a fight song or you know the yeah, Benny Black, the Benny Black entrance. How did that come about? Well, that's I've ever watching that on social media like. Uh, one of the boys goes, "Oh fuck, James Fort today. Have checked this out and watched that the full entrance of the suits and like, full choreographed fucking dance and shit." <laughs> it was fun, man. It was, a, it was a funny story behind it because that fight was in London, and we went. Um, I um, went with my team over to London. There was like a four guys, like two sparring partners, two um, coaches. And we went over to London. We were um, living and staying in the same place, and they're training together so we're around each other 24 7 yeah this is for alpha males they can't be around each other all the time you know <laughs> so um yeah as a, the fight got closer you know everyone's arguing and just you know not agreeing with certain things and um next minute in the house man it's quiet no one was talking everyone's just just doing their own thing it just felt like everyone wanted to go home before the fight and you know and i was like yeah oh, uh, no so um yeah, one of my mates, he, um, we, we sit down at the table and was like, we're trying to work out things, you know, bring the team together. I was like, oh, fuck. The, um, I think another fighter came out with like a pretty slick ent- entrance and I was like, oh, how about if we um, made up like an entrance or something, you know? I said, like, oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. And I've always loved Will Smith. I've loved his music. Yeah. Loved the movie Men in Black. <laughs> and I've always, you know, thought about coming to using the entrance, but... Yeah. um wasn't too sure on how other people would respond to that so yeah. I brought up to my mate as a joke and he's like yeah man that'll be cool and I'm like alright should we do it alright let's do it so the next day we bought some uh, suits um, we <laughs> got the team together that night we pulled up um, YouTube looked for Men in Black tutorial we um, jumped in the, in the lounge <laughs> room we, we, we spent like half an hour each night eh, for a good like I don't know five nights that's awesome we're, like, we're laughing we're carrying around we're carrying on and um, man I think the neighbours would have been looking over the fence like what the hell are they up to <laughs> but he did his job right brought the team yeah, together yeah man brought the team together and uh, Shit, yeah. oh it was funny man I was, I was about to walk out so I heard the Men in Black song play the curtains open like it's like 20, 30,000 people in the crowd. I'm like, oh, okay, I've got to do it. I've got, a, I've got, a, I've got my um, Men in Black's, uh, my Ray-Bans on. I can't see shit. The whole thing's black. And I'm just, it's, my vision is black and then I can see this um, spotlight in my eyes and I'm like trying to, yeah. So yeah, we pulled it off, man. Pulled it off That's and uh, did it pretty smooth. Did yeah. people talk to him about after the fight? Was it about how did you come up with that freaking entrance? Yeah, man, got um, got asked a lot about the you know, the entrance, and they loved it, man. It was um, yeah. it was a good buzz. Then then did you feel for your next fight you had to top that entrance and yeah, you go yeah, yeah. stuff fight camp? Fuck, we're, yeah. not, we're not going to do striking today. We're going to do choreograph. We're going to do choreography. We're going to do dance moves. Man, it was uh, yeah, it was something fun, you know, it was just. Mm. 
loved it and everyone loves it and brings some entertainment man that's what that's I like right. to do did it make you heaps calmer walking out of the ring for that fight like because you weren't didn't have to you had to be focused yeah, on yeah, doing, yeah, focused doing that it. rather it. than yeah yeah because the um, when I started when I pulled it off I'm like oh that's yeah. done you know we've we done it and started walking I just felt cool man I felt yeah, cool yeah, yeah, yeah walking out there and just undressed and everything and went out there and and then performed. get into the fight yeah. how, how much do you feel like um, for a young fighter coming in you know, especially for your early fights, like, did you find you had um, a lot of nerves? Like, did you did you find it hard to keep it kind of together? Uh, yeah, man, me, man. I was, um, so one of my biggest fears when I was growing up was being in a uh, confrontation. Uh, yeah, being in a, in a uh, confrontation, so I'd, I'd uh, always avoid that. And, oh, really? Uh, I, was a, I was a hurt kid too. Uh, my brother was hurt, you know, um, yeah, we had a bit of a, uh, a tragedy in the family. Not many, not many people know this. Um, so my yeah. um, my dad, his parents, um, when dad was like 12 years old, around the age, he, um, he, he had to uh, watch his um, yeah, father murder his mum and then his father took his own life. So my dad was there and he mm-hmm. saw that. So he was yeah, around 12 years old. Um, affected by that um, a few years later he met mum and then um, yeah, me, and, me and Tama came about and yeah. then uh, growing up my father was you know sick from that yeah. from that event oh man he was there he was sick for many years and mm-hmm. um, so yeah we you know me and Tama and mum we had a rough time growing up um, so being in a confrontation for me it was uh yeah, I was just afraid of it, you know, afraid of it. So I just wanted, that was something I wanted to overcome. So I started, um, yeah, fighting and learning how to defend myself and, you know, yeah. protect and, yeah. Yeah, so the tra- so for a tragedy you'd sort of, and something you don't want to do, that's what forced, pushed you to do sort of what you've become good at yeah, because yeah, you didn't yeah. want to do it. So you wanted to overcome that fear yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it was, it was fear, but even like a need to protect as well. Is that what you think it was a bit of the driver? Because you, your brother is his fighter as well, yeah. right? Yeah. Is, is that what you think was a big uh, kind of driver or in, in you guys? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Because he's, he's always been a role model of mine too, you know? Yeah. Um, so he's... Um, yeah, whatever he was doing, I wanted to, you know, make, make sure I was behind him and I was, you know... Yeah, doing the same thing and yeah, yeah, putting in work and and I yeah. guess having a, a a childhood like that, shit, you must have a, a pretty tight bond. Like, yeah, um, yeah, you, you yeah, we we are like me and Tom are really, really so you know so tight. Um, uh, growing up, um, my mum, my dad, we're tight. Yeah, we all still together. We're a really tight family. Yeah. Um, you know, as we were growing up, my my father would um have a crisis nearly every month and when that went down you know it was you know, some scary shit it was some scary shit I've been through a lot and dad's been through a lot my mum's been th- everyone's been through a lot yeah um, but as we started fight training we um, we were getting good at it our dad wasn't oh, our dad was um, seeing that you know we were these two sons man they, they're getting better you know they're winning fights and they they becoming leaders and there's people around him who want to, you know... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, want to um, follow. And um, he became proud. And then over the years, man, he's just a really proud man and he's he's, he's healed. And he's one of my... He's, he's my best mate now. So it's brought that's you... Amazing. Fuck, yeah. man. So it's all brought you super close. Through. Yeah. That's insane. That's awesome. Yeah. Holy that's shit. Awesome. That's... Um, so you... That... Yeah, that's that's crazy how, how life turns out like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Shit. UFC, dude. Who it did when you fought like Shogun? Does that something like you go? Oh fuck, man! This is dude. I watched him pride and like, oh, <laughs> fuck this. Was it like something like you go? Holy fuck! I'm like this. We idolized him like before you fought some like. Yeah, man. I, was, uh, I went over to. I was helping out um, Mark Mark Hunt um, when he was fighting in Pride. So um, I was. Uh, I had the opportunity to go over to Japan and watch one of the fights and there was Shogun and he was the man at the yeah. time he was the world champ like man can I, can I get a photo of you <laughs> this is back in 2006 I think and um, yeah so anyway uh, 2013 um, it was uh, my manager calls up and goes listen I want you to fight in the, the Brisbane card you know is there anyone in particular that you want to fight I'm like uh, well I just 
really want to fight the Shogun because oh, so you asked for that fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I asked for a lot of fights. So, yeah. um, I asked for that fight, and I said, you know, we, he's got a big fan base here in Australia. Yeah. There's a lot of Brazilians. Yeah, and um, yeah, there'll be a really good fight for me because I was on a bit of a win streak as well. Um, and then took that fight on, and then yeah. Some things went bad through training, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, oh, yeah. oh, I saw you know went out there and fought him. <laughs> yeah, fought, yeah, fought someone you idolise like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. that, that is, um, he got you on the on the left. Is what? Tell me what? I've never been knocked out like that. Like, and it's obviously it's a part of the game. Yeah. You get in the fighting, you're going to win some, yeah, you're going to yeah, lose yeah. some. Yeah. What the? How does that feel? Like, like what goes? Like you talked about, um, you know, when you hit when you hit the mat like that. But is it? Are you so like amped up with all these testosterone pump? Oh, sorry, adrenaline pump through your body that you, you don't even feel it. Like, do you feel pain in there, or do you, does it really come and hit you after it? Um, no, I think everyone's different, eh? Uh, for me, man, it just lights out. Yeah, and then wake up on a canvas like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm in, yeah, I've been caught. Yeah, and now so waiting for the um, the refs. The ref was one of my mates too. The ref that fight, and he's like, I oh, wake up. I'm looking at him and he's looking at me he's going stay down there stay down there you got to um, stay down there we're going to get you a seat we're going to put you up on a seat we're going to make sure you're okay to walk and then we're going to carry you outside and he's like the look on his eyes man I'm like oh, oh shit fucking bummed out man my yeah. family's there in the in the, um, yeah. in the seats and my friends and everything and I'm mm-hmm. like fucking just yeah. you know gutted and just bummed out you know so um, get taken backstage and my head down and um, yeah, you know, I was really bummed out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, a quick way to, for me to get over it was to, just to throw Jake up in the air. And <laughs> I posted up a uh, Facebook status and said, uh, "Hey, you guys, just went for through a, uh, a quick nap, but uh, I'm okay. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm over it now. I'm you know back to Mark on a Bigfoot's fight, and yeah, that was yeah, it. Yeah, it was a good time done. watching that. Yeah." <laughs> That's um, that's crazy, but th- that's the thing. Like, um, and it's in life. It's not just in fighting. It's like coming back, bouncing back. Like after you, if anything in your life, and you got to be like, I don't know. Like, I guess it's like a resilience that maybe you know veteran fighters would develop over their career. Like when you're younger, you you have your loss. You know, you, you as you said, you come out. You want to make your make your mark in the scene. You come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you have and you got to learn through losses right is that is that like a part of like if you're fighting like how do you take each, each loss and f- bring yourself back like is or is that like a, an art form in itself like trying to nail coming back from a loss and you know yeah it's, yeah, it's you against you you know you're your biggest <laughs> enemy sometimes yeah um, man trying to get past that trying to you know fill myself full of uh, com- confident uh, thoughts and uh, bring that belief system back in place and just being around the right people too yeah just helped out a lot so much yeah um, letting go of stuff what happened in the past mm-hmm. yeah and uh, yeah being able to move forward and without thinking too much you know just um, being happy and yeah um, yeah thinking about the reasons why you got into the, the sport in the first place and why you're that person James Duna that's what I, that's what I kept on telling myself yeah that's sick what's post friggin UFC post professional fight career what are you what are you doing now after after that you still involved in man in I um, I'm uh, sorry um, after so I had that done mm-hmm. I had planned to have like three three fights that year mm-hmm. that was my first fight I got knocked down I was like oh okay well yeah, no, that's my retirement right there um, didn't know what to do um, didn't know what to do I was uh, went down in the dumps for a good couple of months mm-hmm um, keep myself isolated. I thought, you know, I don't want to see him, see you know all my mates see me weak when I'm, you know, or I'm feeling like shit. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, there's been things can go bad when you isolate yourself too. Is Absolutely. that because you see yourself as James Turner the fighter? You know, yeah. And if yeah, I'm not yeah, James yeah. Turner the fighter, what who the fuck am I? Yeah, you got to work yeah, that exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm just like, oh man, I got to try and you know fix myself. And um, one of my um, one of my mates, he um. He threw up a post on Facebook and tagged everyone, all our friends in it. And it's like, oh, this is a couple of weeks after my fight. And he goes, and the post has said, uh, you know, show some support for uh, for Jamie. You know, he's, you know, some of you may not know, but he might be going through a rough patch at this time, you know. Yeah. Oh, right. And I'm like, fuck. 
shit, you know, is, is there something wrong with me or am I feeling depressed? Yeah. Oh, I wasn't too sure. I yeah. didn't know, you know. So I started, <laughs> I googled plugging um, um, some depression tests and went on there. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you feel it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Self-diagnosis and went on there and answered these questions and like, yep, yeah, wrong. Oh, so not wrong, but yeah. I said, you know, I was heading down towards that way. Yeah. The last one was, um, you know, sex drivers. Your sex drive very low, and I'm like, oh, there's definitely nah, nah, nah. Mine's through the roof. <laughs> 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 good yeah. <laughs> so like nah sweet so um yeah i uh, i came back to the gym i started training and one of the boys asked me for um skills that i use to overcome or manage anxiety mm-hmm. for fights and i'm like oh i don't think i get any anxiety I, I don't really know you know i haven't really t- had time to reflect back my um my fights and then started looking back and realized that i was using these skills and you know helped him out with it and he's like fucking you know yeah thanks a lot for that and and, um yeah started um teaching seminars across uh australia and new zealand mma fight seminars but also um talking about you know uh developing your mindset for training and competition as well so making sure that you got there your bag of tools you know absolutely come in and and perform so that's great so that's something you didn't even know you were doing no while you're using them and then when you what take a step out of fight and go oh yeah i used to this is what i used to do to friggin to compensate that yeah and like the the more you research about things too you know you keep yourself in check and start learning more and you know just um that's awesome james yeah so that's so that's post that's what you're doing now you're going around doing so i was uh i was pumping i knew the seminars wouldn't last forever yeah yeah. you know there's only so many you can do yeah that's it um so I was doing that and trying to meet people and network and create opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave talks in some schools and um, I've uh, started um, networking with a couple of people that are giving talks as well through the country. Mm-hmm. And that's something I would like to do. I share some of the um, some of the stories and some of the experiences that I've been through because I feel like some of the you know people can be engaged to what i have to share yeah um and through young people as well man through schools and and especially with uh uh bullying which is a big thing now yeah and in new zealand being the second largest uh second highest in the in the world for bullying for right bullying now. new zealand is bullying. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. is um yeah showing that showing that love mm-hmm. it's all about showing that love and um and respect and empathy as well and um yeah that's the way i've always you know try to hold myself you know yeah. so was that, is it geared towards like you do a speech like in New Zealand r- r- bullying is it geared towards the people that are doing the bullying or the people being bullied like how how do you you sort of you know I guess cope with being bullied or is it more like man, fucking pull your head in sort of thing you know you have some like you said there's some empathy to other people yeah. and you know understand what you're doing could be a, you know affect these people for fucking the rest of their lives yeah 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 that's right um, you know it can be for the 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 victims, the perpetrators, the um, um, for those that are witnessing it. Yeah, being able right. to speak up and, and stand up and um, you know say something and yeah, saying you know no, yeah. stop. This is hurting. It's affecting me. So you find, do you find that sort of real fulfilling doing sort of this sort of stuff? Like, did you find what what you found in sort of the fight doing when you're fighting now? What you're doing after it? You're saying, oh, this is frigging this is me. Yeah, well, it's you know, it's a goal of mine. I'm not yeah. doing that yet. I'm just progressing towards yeah, yeah. that. I'm a, I'm a you know a bricklayer by trade, so yeah. I've mm-hmm. been still laying bricks. I need some type of income. Yeah, the seminars were the you know they gave me an income for for a bit um, and the, the talks man the speaking the, the um, speaking roles I want to do that through schools and yeah 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 that'll That's be a big buzz to be able to be able to um, speaking engagements yeah that'd be man your cool. life sounds like it's been a wild ride you've done so much oh. <laughs> who knows what who knows what the next you know 10 years <laughs> of having store for you yeah 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 do you, do you still follow the UFC and that pretty closely like your fan nah nah you're no, not I'm a fan not, I'm not I'm just you know um, jaded I guess from it all and yeah, yeah. You know, watch the thousand fights and uh the only time I watch a fight is if uh, a, a, a mate fights. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you watch the fights in Sydney yeah, yeah, when yeah. they're in Sydney yeah, and I'm, that you know, stuff because you know the boys. Yeah, yeah. Is that just you just been, yeah, I, I find that with people that like even play sort of professional sports, no matter what it is, like footballers, they don't watch footy once mm-hmm. they retire or even when they're playing nah fuck I, I, I do it did I do it, it enough. every day and I was like, yeah, like you say, you, you might be jaded from frigging yeah. the whole experience and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I've always, I'm, interested to, like if 
heaps of the like you know with like John Jones sort of getting popped getting popped again <laughs> like, well, this happening a lot eh? it, do you reckon it's how prevalent do you reckon that is that do you think the fighters are just way ahead of the sort of the curve of the testing all the time and like was Jones just he was always sort of he was always on PDs and he's just Man, he's obviously I, I don't know but I know there's a good number yeah. of yeah, well, athletes in general that oh are, that's you know, right Doing something, yeah. Have you have you had much experience? Like you've seen, like all people, like it could be talk at the gym, like that people are doing stuff like that. Whether it be what d- doping, where you know blood doping, or is it um, or to any sort performance of performance enhancing sort of drugs? It's gonna, it's got to, it's got to be there. It's got to. I would imagine like it's fucking right there. And if everyone's doing it, you got to friggin' potentially do it to mm. keep up with the, you know, keep up with everyone else. What? So you reckon it's pretty prevalent? Like athletes are doing that a fair bit. Yeah, I th- I think so. Yeah. Oh, actually, I, I, I don't actually know. I don't know. <clears throat> it's all. I, don't yeah, know. I reckon it's across all sports. So like, I don't in all walks of life. Like people are doing it. Like because if just, you're that hungry, I mean, you know. Oh, I'm not saying everyone's doing it, but like John Jones is more my example. He's got popped again for like what's I know was probably the third time now. Man, that was a mental thing, eh? Because why does he need to take it? That's, that's right. That's, yeah. And that's what I'm thinking. Like, do you reckon he was on it his whole career when he was? For banging people like yeah, that yeah, whole yeah. time, I don't know. But like, maybe he is. Well, still, it, do you still? Have, I see what you're saying like it's that mental edge. I feel, like yeah, he yeah, must yeah. think, think, yeah, I've got the edge here. I'll, he's I'll still, be right. still yeah, a yeah, fucking yeah. supreme athlete. Like no matter what, like doing it or not, like he's. Yeah, like, I mean, man, he's a I mean you know, steroids doesn't give him the the skills that he nah, has. But on that, then that's just, a, yeah, yeah, that's a thing. I think the uneducated thing. You're going to go, you pin yourself, and then you, you're going to be this super athlete. You just yeah, got to yeah. fucking work your ass yeah, off yeah, and yeah. be the fucking best at what you do. Yeah, it's frigging man. It's I just it's just something I find interesting. Mm. So, dude, I want to ask. Like, there'll be people listening to this podcast who you know might be thinking, oh, you know, listen, James, to him talk about fighting. I might be a little bit interested. How, how would you proceed? What, what would you recommend? And you know, what are the benefits that you can see? You know, engaging for fight training, fight training, martial arts training. Um, getting used to the uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah that's the the big one, I think. Yeah, getting used to the uncomfortable because you don't know what you're going into when you when you're training or when you when you're fighting. You know, going to a different world, anything could happen. Yeah, no matter um, how many times you spend in the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, getting used to the the uncomfortable and um, being able to, I guess, uh, work through it, work through those hard times and. Mm-hmm. No, it's not going to be easy, and uh, yeah, that applies everywhere. Yeah, just go and embrace the uncomfortable. Yeah, be w- and don't be afraid of failing, or losing because that's part of yeah, part of the yeah, journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, you're not going to do a fight like uh, you know, do a competition like mixed martial arts and not have the best fighters in the world are going to have lose losses. It's not something you can stay on top forever. Because yeah, it's, I just, like, you look at the best ever fucking fighters that have fought. They've got sort of losses, like compared to a boxer that might be like Floyd 50 and 0. Like some of the best mixed martial artists are like, they've got 10, 20, 12 friggin' losses, you know? Like mm-hmm. one of those ones you got to just, it's a hard sport, mm-hmm. I reckon. Dude, friggin', thanks heaps for coming in, James. No, that was friggin', thanks, that, was, that was mad. We'll, uh, awesome. Yeah, dude, love, love that chat there, that was awesome. I'm looking forward to the clip uh, with the with the actual real footage video of the Men in Black intro coming up that we're going to put on <laughs> social media. <laughs> that story. Dudes, thanks for listening. James, thanks for coming in, man. That was fucking rad. Awesome, boss. Thanks. We're out. F. Peace.